This is First View Hustle, a podcast from the Columbus College of Art and Design meant for students and budding creative professionals looking to put their expertise to use. Today we're talking about communication. We're also watching TV and catching up on a summer internship. So my name is Brittany Riston. Um, I'm a senior here at CCAD and going to the last semester of my senior year. Brittany tells us about her design internship with Ology, a branding, marketing, and digital agency. And from there, we would be given the assignment and uh, presented at the end of the week. So every week we had a presentation. So, of course, you get comfortable speaking and make that final presentation just that much easier. Mm -hmm. Yes, one of the best things about an internship isn't the work you do. It's how you talk about the work that you did. And we're going to talk about that with Brittany, as well as the value of working with others and communication in general, which I'll have some advice on that topic. Also, it's September now, which means it's TV season. We just had the Emmys. Many TV series will be returning this fall, and many new shows will be debuting, including one on Amazon called Forever with Fred Armisen and Maya Rudolph. I'll take a look at what that show might mean for your professional development. It's all coming up on First You Hustle, so stay with us. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Jordan Bell, and this is First You Hustle. As I mentioned in the intro, this is a big TV month. The Emmys were this weekend, and many series are returning with new seasons, or new series are debuting this month, and it's the ultimate sign that summer is over. I mentioned this because I recently caught up on one new TV series that made me think about its implications for professional development. I'm talking about the new Amazon series Forever. It's a comedy drama starring Maya Rudolph and Fred Armisen as a married couple. It's eight episodes, each of which are 30 minutes, so it's a pretty easy show to jump into. I won't mention the plot points of the series, as it has remarkably been a well-kept secret for a show that is currently released. Amazon has smartly kept promotions free of spoilers, and are banking on viewers being sold on the fact that it has Fred and Maya in it, which, truth be told, is exactly why I started watching it. So I won't lead on what the premise is, because that would certainly spoil much of the series, but I will say that the premise is rather unique, and a great vehicle for examining relationships in a very real way. Co-creator of the series, Alan Yang, is no stranger to doing deep dives into the reality of modern relationships. Yang also co-created the Netflix original series, Master of None, alongside and starring Aziz Ansari. Both Master of None and Forever display relationships that feel very relatable, especially in Master of None, where relationships are examined with friends, co-workers, loved ones, and parents. Relationships of different sizes, shapes, and dynamic are made to feel very real because they reveal a core we all share, even if we can't identify with the race, age, gender, politics, or abilities of the characters. Forever also does a great job of capturing that core, although it only focuses on one type of relationship, that between the main characters, Oscar and June, played by Fred Armisen and Maya Rudolph, respectively, who are married together in the show. In both series, though, it's the relationships between the characters that ultimately bring into question major life decisions like the direction of your career, who you spend your time with, and even minor decisions like whether to go to the lake or go skiing. I'm going to reveal some points from the end of Forever, so let me pause here to say I highly recommend you watch this series unspoiled. I've timed it, and if you fast forward now 45 seconds, you'll be none the wiser. Spoilers to come. For those still with me, near the end of the series, Maya Rudolph's character June has a realization that she has often limited her ambitions and curbed her desires to be more or do more by projecting onto her partner 
Fred Armisen's character, Oscar. She realizes that she used Oscar as an excuse to set limitations for herself. As it was Oscar who led the couple into a life of routine that ultimately drives June away, but June realizes she allowed herself and on some level likely welcomed the security of that routine and the excuse it gives to not explore the unknown. This comes after the climax of the series when the couple's routine has been disrupted to the point where the two are considering divorce. Okay, end of spoilers. Elsewhere in the series, supporting characters have their own relationships to explore, many around the theme of paths not traveled. Two former high school classmates re-meet. Two colleagues form a bond that culminates in a decision that would change their careers and marriages. It is an innovative television to make characters wonder about their choices. In fact, a memorable episode of the 90s sitcom Frasier explores two paths diverge from the smallest decision. A meet-cute plays itself out, while the B-plot explores the path if the meet-cute were missed. It's better television when the drama surrounds missed romance, but in reality, it is often our career choices that end up keeping us up at night. Most people likely daydream about cheating on their job than their partner, but also some foolishly hold their partner responsible for holding them back or keeping them from a career path they always had complete autonomy to explore. The reason I'm discussing this now, well, one, Alan Yang has proven himself again to be an expert in capturing real human dynamics in the modern age, and two, I'll never miss an opportunity to talk about great television. But mostly it's three, these same dynamics have a great effect on our career decisions. Paths we explore versus don't explore, and the people who affect those decisions exist in every person's life. Whether someone pressures you to make a decision, the stereotype being a parent pushing for their kid to follow in their footsteps, or the circumstances we use as excuses to not go give our passions the full effort. I've seen many young relationships where someone forgoes a great opportunity in another city because they're worried what the distance will do to their personal relationship. And I don't have the answer. It's not like doing one or the other is the way to do it. You either end up regretting a career decision that ruined a relationship or a relationship that ruined a career. But in many cases, you can do both. You'll manage the distance and then you'll stay together. Our lives are what gives circumstance to our career style. However, we often mistakenly reverse that and think our careers are what gives us a lifestyle. But shows like Forever and Master of None are great entertaining reminders about the decisions we make about what we do are best made from a deep, intrinsic understanding of who we are. That none of the characters ever begin from being in a place to make the most informed decision that will make them happy, but they always think they are until that big epiphany that makes them realize something new about themselves. And that connects to today's main topic, which is communication and teamwork. Our interview with Brittany Riston, an advertising and graphic design senior at Columbus College of Art and Design, hits on the professional growth that comes from communication and teamwork. Our lives are shaped by the people in them. It is often the people that make the job, which is why some companies might seem fun to work for, but quickly burn you out. And others might not seem great, but are highly rewarding and employ happy, motivated employees. It's all about the culture that is built, and that culture comes from people. As you prepare for your career, Evaluate the people in your life and the influence they play in, in your career growth. Being able to understand the role you play on a team, how you work with others, the personalities that make you thrive, and the personalities which make you clash are all important elements when evaluating the best career options for you. When you interview, remember that both the company and yourself are making a decision. Do you want to work with these people? Will you enjoy the culture where the work is done? Communication is a two-way street, so also make sure you build strong skills in relaying ideas. How quickly and easily can you explain things? What is your vision for a project, for your career? What is that role you take on a team? Be able to explain it. It is our own attitude and personality that unlocks the best or worst in other people. 
That value of working with a team, seeing a project through, and then presenting results to others are some of the most valuable exercises one can do for their professional growth. That is exactly what Brittany found out in her position at Ology. Here's our interview. So my name is Brittany Riston. Um, I'm a senior here at CCAD and going into the last semester of my senior year. I was there as one of uh, nine um, interns. Um, each of us specializing in a certain area. We had some um, designers like myself, um, a few strategists and a few writers. And the good thing about um, interning at Ology coming from CCAD is that they merge um, all of these disciplines together to, you know, create this awesome agency that they have. Like, you know, they treat strategy and writing just as important as they do design. So it was really cool to, I guess, like not be the main focus, which is like what I guess designers will usually be at a um, agency and just get to like understand what else goes into it I mean, a lot of a lot of agencies have like a marketing um, department but I think um, what makes Ology special is they the strategists and the writers they all work so closely together uh, yeah the way they merge um, the strategy uh, writing it, it just seems more well-rounded okay so talk a little bit about what your role was as an intern what were some of the things that you were working on Okay, so as part of the um, the nine um, interns that we had there, we all like worked together on a group project. That was like a main thing that we worked out worked on. Like every week, there was um, some time set aside for us to work on this uh, this mock project that we did. I don't know if I should say the company's name, but it was like for a local um, local company here and. Um, like every day we would like set aside, set us set aside some time to like brainstorm, strategize, uh, come up with different concepts. Um, the main thing that we did was come up with two different concepts for this brand in order to reach a particular goal. So it started out like we were given um RF, RFP, like um, a mock RFP. Yeah. After we got that, we kind of like went to brainstorming and um, try to like find out what kind of concepts would um, help them to um, reach different audiences. Like they were trying to do, uh, get more people to stay in a store, um, get more people to share on social media. So basically they were just trying to get sort of like, um, a, gen a generation Z or more like a modern twist on what they have going now. Cause it's really simple and, um, more millennial. The main thing was us putting together this big presentation that we would give to the ologist is what they call themselves. Mm -hmm. And so as a designer, I worked on a large portion of just creating the visuals for that, creating um, whatever deliverables we would give to them to drive whatever campaign we decided on. So that could have been different tactics like t-shirts or even brand guidelines. So if another designer was to take on whatever we presented to them, they would be able to easily, you know, apply that to whatever they're doing. What phases of, of the work did you, were you working in mostly? Did you get kind of concepts were already developed and you just needed to execute on a vision or were you part of the team that would create come up with ideas, pitch ideas. Yeah. So yeah. as a team, we would come up with, we would uh, brainstorm, we would uh, pull different inspiration. 
see what the company was doing now. And me personally, I was more active in the creative portion of the project, of course. We did like these um, discovery visits. So Ology works a lot with uh, higher education. So what they'll do in order to get a feel for the brand is actually visit there and uh, gain as many insights and findings as they can and bring those back. So of course, everybody was, you know, like uh, there for that, uh, kind of just took pictures and things like that. And that was sort of the first, um, first step in this whole process. And then we would come back and um, kind of like brainstorm and collect all the ideas that we had, um, had gained on a discovery trip and go over all that information that we, all the knowledge that we gained from that. And sort of just come up with some ideas for, um, for what they needed. It was it was a lot of brainstorming after that, and of course everybody was everybody was in on that. Uh, I think the strategists were more so uh, watching us at this point, um, just getting a more like a holistic view of everything because this was where they were, you know, this is this this was their thing. They were the ones who were gonna you know come up with the messaging plan, the audience plan, and uh, basically like the 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 nuts and bolts of everything and. Um, me as a designer, I came in uh, towards the end. And part that was probably most difficult as a designer, I learned, is to um, be able to match the visuals to what we have been um, concepting for the last three, four weeks, you know, mm-hmm. because you don't want it to get to the creative phase and people are like, what's this, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> Because I think um, I think that kind of breakdown happens when a designer um, sort of designs from a feeling and more of a emotional um, aspect B- because the colors, the fonts, and everything it's more of a feeling. So mm-hmm. it's possible for a designer to get a little too specific and go a little too deep into it. It's depending on the kind of designer mm-hmm. you know it is. So. That was that was a big thing for me, but um, you learn community. That's that's when communication comes in. So you sit with the writer and you say uh, you literally break down how you want the narrative to read mm-hmm. because for each concept the writers will come up with the narrative. So um, as a designer, when I was designing the narrative, I would literally sit with the writer and ask her so where is the breaking point here where's the breaking point you know so when I, when she's reading it and I'm presenting it you know like so the slides match up with the feel and everything mm-hmm. so it was a great experience so. so so if I'm gathering correctly your job often was to be the first person to visualize something that had only kind of been spoken or written like or yeah. or would ideas be generated through visuals would you find like photos of things that were like we want to do something similar to this and that would give you lead, or was it like a paragraph of text? Like this is a description of what we want to do, but we need you to visualize it. I actually visualized the entire presentation from what the writers gave me mm-hmm. and what we had been brainstorming. And um, there were a few people who had pulled some inspiration offline, like maybe we should have pictures like this, or maybe our font should be more like this, or you know. Mm-hmm. So it was going off of um, the feel. And then for other things, it was going off of the um, the particular tactics that we wanted to create. So inspiration for T-shirts or inspiration for billboards or whatnot. And what were some of the things that you were looking forward to getting out of the internship before you went in? Like, what, what did you want to get out of it at the end of the summer? 
So I made a list of objectives and I know some of my top ones were, were to uh, become uh, better at articulating my ideas, um, become more comfortable in a group. I wanted to get a like more of an overhead of a view of a, a project and how a project is broken down as far as time management and where the designer actually fits in that. Those were the main three. I do believe I breached every single one of those objectives to the extent that I can say that I, I did. Every single week, we were given the assignment of a presentation. So Monday, someone from the ology team would come in and brief us on some part of the the agency curriculum and the way that they um, the way that they do their projects. And from there, we would be given the assignment and a. Uh, presented at the end of the week. So every week we had a presentation. So of course you get comfortable speaking. It makes, you know, it made that final presentation just, you know, that much easier. Mm -hmm. In the final presentation, I learned that you would think that being at CCAD that, you know, I, uh, I've learned how to, I've learned my style of presentation. And I always felt like as a designer, I should be able to just naturally talk about my stuff. I should be able to go up there and just wing it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, because this is stuff that you created, this is stuff you designed. Why would I need to like write an outline for that? And I think the final presentation, being that we were actually presenting to a client, we were going to be presenting to a client through the dry run. I had got an hour and a half of sleep the night before working on that project for that day. So... My 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 brain was all over the place. So I, I think that sort of pushed me more towards realizing afterwards that I need to outline exactly what I need to say, exactly what I want to say, because I just spent 10 hours working on this presentation. But, you know, me being a person who is I always get nervous when mm -hmm. I'm about to present, but it being such a big presentation that you've worked on so hard, you know, you have to, you have to outline. I had to outline it, you know, yeah. <laughs> like I had to get up there with a piece of paper and make sure I conveyed exactly, you know, I, I, I conveyed verbally exactly what I was trying to convey visually. Mm -hmm. And I think that sort of did it for me. Like that just made it click that you might not present like everyone else, but I think that's just the point is getting across, you know, exactly what you wanted to get across. And for some reason that just became so much more clear to me during this internship. I think it was just that it was such a serious and such a big presentation for me. I just couldn't mess it up. Yeah. I mean, you think like when you're a designer, when you're making things with your hands, you're really intentional with that. You take steps, you outline it, you know, every, everything has its place. So why not give that same attention to the words that you speak? Yes. You know, but I, you're, you're right that a lot of people assume that like, I'll just get up there. I'll be able to talk about it. But it's the same thing if you were to, to wing a design, like I'll just sketch something out real yeah, quick in the moment. You just feel so terrible afterwards. <laughs> if you don't you know, get it the way that you want it like, mm -hmm. or, or say exactly what you're trying to show. This is, this is the only way they're going to know. This is the only way they're going to see it. This is mm -hmm. the only time they're going to see it. And it's everything to you. So you have to, you have to make sure you explain everything right <laughs> yeah right what are some differences between the work you did during the internship and the work that you do in classes the main difference was that we were actually presenting this to a client and spell check just checking all the visuals a few more times just because you know like this is going to reflect ology and not just me personally mm -hmm. for a homework assignment you can kind of 
take a couple personal hits. No, yeah, like, this might it, not be my best work, but right, that's representing the company. That's a different story. Yeah, definitely. All right. Like, what would you do differently if you could do the internship all over again? Communicate more with the digital design team because that was one of my objectives I wanted to reach was just you know just learning a little more about what goes into digital design as opposed to print design. So. I did print design, a lot of print design back in high school, though. So, um, like HTML, CSS. So it's not unfamiliar, but it's not anything that I can like, that I can't like find a tutorial online for and know what I'm doing. So, but if there was one thing I could change, I would mm-hmm. probably just be over there a little more. Okay. And uh, how was your working relationship with your supervisor? Oh, it was great. Um, we were set up with mentors. Mm-hmm. So um, my mentor was the associate creative director at Ology, and he was really chill. Sounds like a fitting uh, relationship. Though, yeah, they know. really uh, paired, paired us up nicely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so would you work for uh, a company like this uh, in the future? Yeah, I'd love to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a, it's a great place. And the people are cool. Um, the companies that they work for, like the uh, they work for work with a lot of colleges, like so. That's cool. And yeah, definitely. Well, Brittany, thanks for sharing your experience. It's really helpful to uh, for those listening to hear about it. And it's also great for me to learn about uh, your internship. Sounds like it was a really good summer. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, mm. it was. Well, thanks. Yeah, thank you. And that's our show for today. Thanks for tuning in, and special thanks to Brittany for sharing her summer internship experience with us. Brittany and I were talking before we hit the record button, and she mentioned something interesting, which was that at her internship, she found that sometimes she was one of the older interns on the team being a uh, returning student, whereas most interns being college age, 18 to you know 22 or 23, uh, Brittany found herself being on the older side. And for most interns, part of a internship experience is being young and working for the first time creatively with people who are much older than you. And for Brittany, it was the opposite, being a little older and now working with people that were much younger than her on a uh, professional project. In either case, that's definitely something that you'll encounter for the first time. You know, interacting with someone who has different level of experience than you, different age, uh, different approach to things, has a different attitude, uh, people of all different shapes and sizes as far as work personality goes. And those are things to recognize when you're in a project experience that part of building your communication skills and being an effective team member is being able to work with all different types of people. And Brittany was fortunate that she found herself in a a company that reflected her uh, personality pretty well. So despite age, uh, she found that she was able to fit in really well at Ology and um, the creative team was able to do some some great things. But there are certainly interns out there that have found um, new personalities or personalities they're not used to working with to prove rather difficult in getting started in the internship. But that is part of the learning experience because that's a real life reflection. You won't know exactly who's going to be on your team or who you'll be working with in the field. So it's good now to be aware of how you can practice building skills to work and collaborate with the widest variety of people possible. Again, thanks for tuning in. And if you haven't subscribed, please do subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or you can like our Facebook page on facebook.com slash firstyouhustle. We have a good catalog of episodes that we've built over last year and we'll be continuing to build this year covering a wide range of topics. 
featuring interviews with students, faculty, staff at CCAD, and employers in the field. We hope that this series is good inspiration for you and gives you some great tips on crafting your creative career. And we hope that you'll stay with us by subscribing. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.